Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert. My purpose in life is to encourage people to live positively with and through the many and varied challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this uh, radio show at the show's website, which is journeytosuccessradio.com. We have an amazing guest today. I met him at the last uh, Rotary Club uh, uh, meeting that I went to a few weeks ago, Anthony Cheem. He's right here from the Toronto area, just like I am. Uh, Anthony is a speaker, life coach, personal trainer, and author. He has a TEDx talk entitled U2.0. He specializes in peak performance and critical transformation. He's been in the fitness and health industry for almost 20 years. He's also the author of the book, The ABCs of Life, Living a Life of Power, Purpose, and Passion. And two other books, which will be released later this year in 2017, U2.0 and Body 2.0. Welcome to the show today, Anthony. Thank you for having me, Tom. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, another opportunity to share my my message, my gifts, my talents, and uh, impact the world on a positive level. Thank you. Amen. You did a great job at the uh, Rotary Club a few weeks ago. Everyone was uh, impressed, and uh, you were referred by another uh, to speak at our group, by a Rotarian in our group that saw you speak somewhere else. So when you're referred, that's always a sign that you're uh, doing an effective job. So first of all, let's start by... uh, you know, our audience, I'm always thinking of the audience in mind. Yeah. So, and we have listeners from over 50 countries. What are the top three things you want your audience, my audience, and clients to get from what you have to teach through your books, your coaching, and your speaking events? Well, I think the first, very first thing I, I want to impose on people and teach people and to inspire people is that uh, they're they're not their circumstances. That that, that every single human being, uh, seven billion people across the world, has something inside them that's greater than their circumstances. And uh, I think as James Allen said, circumstances don't uh, make a man; they introduce them to themselves. So I mean, adversity is is one of those things in life that. Uh, that allows us to find something greater than, you know, anything, you know, a, a, a power that's greater than any circumstance and, and allows us to find out who we really are in the face of fear, in the face of struggle. So really what it comes down to is teaching people to overcome their circumstances, that they have something inside them that's more powerful than anything that's happening to them. You know, as I heard once, you know, life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of what you do with what happens to you. And, and you know, you being a Napoleon Hill fan as well as, I mean, it's one, one of the very first books that was, was given to me by by a mentor a long time ago, 12, 15, 12, 13 years ago. And he talks about, you know, every, with every seed of adversity comes with it a seed of equal or greater benefit. So that's the very first thing. And um, the second thing I want to, I, I want to teach and coach and, 
instruct people to realize is that everyone has gifts and talents and passions and purposes that they want to share. And I believe that everyone has a candle uh, that you know, I like to use the analogy. If you have a candle and you light a thousand other candles that your, your power does not diminish. It actually is expanded and amplified by sharing your gifts with others. And by withholding uh, your, a lot of people suffer because a lot, you're, you're withholding your gifts. So it's, it's, it's being able to go on that journey and discover more about who you are, what you have to offer the world, World and going out and maybe perhaps sharpening those skills and sharing those skills is on a massive scale. Um, in my case, um, I'm always doing that with my speaking and, and, my, and my ability to uh, articulate my message with my coaching skills, Learn, always going to seminars and learning as much as I can about my, my trade, my gift, my specialty, and uh, always wanting to grow. So then eventually I can contribute more. And then, which leads me to my third thing I want to instruct people is that Life's not all about striving and, and goal setting and vision. It's all about the, the really the highest level of spiritual growth, and that is to contribute as much as you possibly can while you're here to make uh, the world a bit better uh, than it was when you were when you were here. When you, and, and you know what? Uh, I just re finished reading a book, um, When Breath Becomes the Air, and it was by a doctor, a high-level surgeon, neurosurgeon in top of his class, and he was diagnosed with, with cancer, out of, uh, terminal cancer, stage 4 cancer, at age 36. And uh, he passed away back in 2015. But I mean, we're talking about the highest level of academics you can possibly get to in terms of the, you know, the medical community. And he gets diagnosed with this. So, you know, even in his last year of living, he was still doing pretty highly uh, uh, involved in the medical community, still performing surgeries until he couldn't do it anymore. So even at that level of uncertainty, he was still able to find a way to contribute. And he obviously found a way to contribute through his, his life by writing this book. And um, one of the most touching books I've read in a, in a while, um, certainly. Um, he actually died during the writing of that book, so um, and his wife was able to finish it for him um, after he passed away. But the point is, again, to instruct people that they have something greater than any of the circumstance, regardless of where you are in your life, um, to go out and you know discover who you are, what your gifts and passions are, go out and share it. And obviously the third one is to contribute as much as, much as you can to the world and make it a bit better, a bit better each day. Amen. And adversity, uh, one of the things that people often ask when, or say when adversity hits them, why me? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, not yeah, gonna, that's not going to help you at all. The question <laughs> is, know. why not me? And what can I do about it? I've been in hospital 40 times, had four hips, four knees, and two shoulders are placed, and have arthritis from my jaw to my toes. Now, I, I could say, why me? Or, God, it should have been my sister. She's a pain in the mm -hmm. butt. Why didn't you give it to her? It's not going to benefit anyone. But if I start thinking instead... I'm in Canada. I've been in hospital 40 times. It cost me next to, it, sorry, not next to, it cost me nothing. <laughs> and so when you think of all the benefits that you have despite your adversity, you're going to go way further. When you talk about purpose, uh, I changed my terminology from my life purpose to my God-given life purpose. Yeah. And I truly feel that if Jesus were on the other side of my desk, which would be an amazingly cool meeting, uh, <laughs> I believe he would hand me the same document that I have written beside my desk and I read every day. If you know that your purpose is inspired and you are created to do it, you will feel bad if you are not pursuing it because there are people the bible says you are created with good work in advance for you to do and if you're not doing those well you're kind of uh, 
you're kind of like uh, insulting God. Why did he create you? And then as Mm -hmm. far as contributing, I wish there was a formula, and I wish I could prove it to people, but, uh, you know, if you give this much, you're going to get that much. Probably people would do it more if that was the case, where they'd be like, okay, (laughs) this much serving equals this much money. I need this (laughs) much money. But just go out and serve without the idea of it's going to pay you back. And I don't know. I know God works it. Your subconscious works it. That shortly after or sometime you're going to be like, wow, how did I get to meet that person? How did I get that job? How did I get this money? And you're going to be like, okay, because I served a lot of unrelated people and the universe is coming around in my direction. So let's talk about peak performance because to do this, and I just had a coaching client uh, yesterday, we were talking about this. Peak performance requires not only a daily or he said, well, every morning I'm going to commit to choosing how I feel that day. I was like, you got to choose it more than just the morning because every hour brings with it its own ebbs and flows of energy, thoughts, and actions. So talk about peak performance and critical transformation. People know they need to change. What about peak performance and critical transformation? Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk about peak performance, and, and in my study of of neurophysiology, physiology, of psychology, of sociology, they all have their um, integral aspects in, in in really relating to how we behave on a daily basis. So um, I've taken sort of I've studied a lot of Ken Wilber's work in the past three four years about integral psychology and integral works and integral theory. And um, what, in terms of peak performance, what I what I mean by that, and again again in my experience is that being able to perform at peak levels or at even high level higher levels than you were before, even in the most you know scarce, uncertain, and fearful uh, circumstances and being able to amp up your physiology, amp up your neurology, amp up your ability to handle stress. And in, in order to do that, you got to put yourself in stressful situations rather than run away from it, go into it. Because as I heard John Asraf say, he talks about how your greatest growth is going to come out of your greatest resistance. But if you deny that or you run away from it, you're just not going to get the growth. You're not going to get the lessons. You're just not going to get the necessary tools and strategies to take your life to the next level. So part of that, there's obviously... You know, one of my mentors used to tell me there's three there's three presentations you make when you do a presentation. There's the one you do in your head, or the many times you do it in your head and you practice prior to the presentation, and the presentation that actually comes, and the presentation after when you kind of look back and you go, did I do a good job? Did I like it here? Here's what I can change. So it really starts with a mindset of a daily ritual. And as you said, a you know, morning ritual each and every single day where you are amping up and amplifying your physiology, your energy, your mindset, reading your goals, your vision, your purpose, whatever it might be. I mean, my morning ritual is about two hours long. And part of the reason why I do that is so I can show up as the greatest possible version in terms of the roles I play, either as a husband or a father, a coach, a speaker, whatever it might be. Um, so that I can bring the most of me to whatever circumstance. So you know, I often say to people, listen, if whatever challenge happens where you meet with every single day in the morning, afternoon, if you aren't at a level of mind, spirit, emotion, physical, 
where you can meet that challenge, you're going to run away from it or you're going to fold or fear is going to show up and that's going to dictate how the rest of your day unfolds. So um, it's good to start your days every single day with some sort of morning ritual. You amp those things up and you, again, what I like to call U2.0 or body 2.0 or spiritual 2.0, where you're doing prayer, meditation, yoga, tai chi, exercise, weight training, whatever it might be, reading books, just so that you can, again, it's all about meeting the circumstances of your life with that much more certainty and power. So that's, that's peak performance. And I obviously teach that with, with uh, strategic approaches. But I, I, start, I usually start with people, you know, start something small, a small ritual in the morning, a five-minute walk, breathing techniques, physiological techniques, reading 10 pages of something motivational every single morning, prayer, not just prayer, but deep meditative contemplative prayer we're going deep into your into your stuff and you're actually uh, as you probably teach and you know that that you know to, to really drill into the subconscious mind you got to go deep into your physiology into your neurology into your mind and um, so you want to drill that into your subconscious so you're just acting out of like acting out of peak performance just naturally rather than trying to hope for it or you know so if you do those daily rituals eventually you know those will be conditioned and you'll show up as a greater version of yourself and the challenges of life that show up will, won't be as as you know as tough because you're going to be a stronger and more powerful version of yourself and in terms of critical transformation i feel i've uh, been put on this planet to help people critically transform whether it be divorce or a loss of a child or someone that needs to lose 300 pounds or someone that's going through a, a career um, loss, financial loss. And I feel like that's where I'm, or suicide or teen suicides are a big thing these days and working with teens to empower them to create a vision for themselves. And I feel like I've put on this planet um, to help people that are going through some major, major struggles. And um, that's what I specialize in. I've studied the works of obviously, you know, uh, Tony Robbins is a, is, a, is a great example. I've done all this certifications or most of them and read tons of books on it and went through my own own struggles you know loss of my best friend when I was 16 and the loss of my father at 24 um, going through well why am I here I what's life all about and I went you know quite frankly I went on this journey of peak performance and critically transforming myself because I was asking the question so now I'm just now taking what I've learned and wanting to teach it as much as I can so yeah Amen, amen. That's pretty powerful. And so we all have uh, mentors. Uh, we we are not an island. We learn from others, especially in this day and age. It's so easy to uh, find mentors or people we look up to. Obviously, I got uh, uh, Napoleon Hill, not necessarily as a person, but his writings. I love Zig Ziglar, uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones, some amazing people that really influenced my thinking and my emotions and my actions what about yourself who have been some of the mentors or people that have have changed you and that you look up to uh, to to help you spread your own message Ah, uh, yeah so like napoleon hill that, that was the first book given to me a long time ago in my early 20s was thinking grow rich by uh, a guy from a network a marketing company he, he was going to become my later to become my mentor or business mentor or just life mentor in general and uh thinking grow rich was one of the first books i read and then tony robbins has been has made a huge impact and in, in fact 
lot of my coaching uh, for peak performance and critical transformation, I've learned from him, I'd say 50, 60% of the things I've learned from him. And, and obviously, you got the spiritual spiritual masters like a Jesus Christ or a Lao Tzu. And I, you know, even though I've never met any of them, I feel every time I read their books or, or listen to their audios or meditate on their wisdom, I feel like we're sort of intertwining souls on the same journey and we're partners in this in this to help all the other 7 billion people here and the creatures that live on this planet and, and abroad. So Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer was a big fan. I was a huge fan of his, Zig Ziglar, um, Jim Rohn. I mean, you have all those guys and I'm just, I'm just always looking for the next nugget or looking to tweak it. Cause you know, for me, and I'm sure you've discovered this too, that regardless of religion or spiritual practice or whatever you're studying psychology, there's common themes in all of what they're teaching. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for the common theme of between all of them and just integrating it into my own way of kind of producing it and creating it. And then how I speak and how I experience it or how I interpret it and, and eventually bringing that into my, my life and to the people I'm helping. So um, I've had many and in my personal life, I would say my wife, <laughs> she's teaching me every day, my kids, um, my wife is, you know, I, in my book, uh, ABCs of life, I, I say at the very beginning, you know, I really have to work at this stuff daily, really do. My wife, though, she is a titan. She's naturally uh, a beautiful, unconditional, loving soul. I mean, her smile alone brings joy to people and just her presence. And I really have to learn that stuff um, where she just brings that natural. And I think that's why God gave her to me. So, <laughs> so to help me out as well and mentor me. So, but yeah, those, those are the people that have really impacted me. And mentors are so important. They really help shape our thinking, our actions, and uh, what we do in this world. So amazing. Those are some very good ones. And you're continually finding uh, new ones. So you talk about uh, upgrading human software. And yeah. uh, people uh, may wonder, what do you mean by human software? <laughs> Well, this is the interesting thing. I mean, the past 20 years, I mean, about 20 plus years ago, maybe plus or minus a few years that, you know, it was said that the brain could not be uh, reconfigured or rewired through your mind or through physiological means. Um, but now with neuroplasticity, the latest neuroscience um, suggests that you can through certain practice, you can rewire your brain through meditation. You can rewire your brain through certain affirmations. You can rewire your brain through your thought processes, through exercise, through many of the other means. But the point is, is that you're not who you are because you're certain you can change. You know, Zig Ziglar says, you, you, you might be where you are because of your past, but don't let that be the reason why you stay the way you are. And you can change. Um, and upgrading human software, there's so many different ways to do so. I mean, obviously, we have enough time to get into that. But um, just, you know, a, a great, I mean, the, the TED Talk that I did was to really articulate the power of upgrading human software. So wherever you are in your life, whether it be, you know, I'll use me as an example. If I'm Anthony 2.0, how can I upgrade Anthony to Anthony 2.1 or 2.2 or 3.0? And every time you get an upgrade on your computer or an update on your phone or your tablet, you press, you're hoping that by pressing yes to upgrade, it's going to work more efficiently and effectively. Right. And in the example I give to that, as an example, if your goal is to lift 100 pounds over your head eventually in a weight training thing, and you can only lift 50 pounds, you have to start with a 50 and eventually make your way up to a 55, a 60, 65, and so on until you reach the 60, 100 pounds. Now, if you don't do it, then you're not going to make the upgrade. So, paradoxically, in life, 
the challenges that show up in our life are the very tri triggers to upgrade human software. So I, I, in the case of a computer, if a virus shows up, well, sometimes there's a virus that the antiviruses are updating every day, every day, and every moment, and so on and so forth, that let's say your computer's not working as well and as effectively that you want it to, you're going to need an upgrade, and oftentimes they send you an upgrade to fix whatever errors or whatever it might be on your software. And when it's finally finished, you restart it, and then hopefully, hopefully, not all the time, it does start working better and the problems are fixed. Same things with humans. We have to consciously make an upgrade. It's not like you press a button and everything's fine, like Neo in the Matrix, where you just kind of attach yourself to a computer and you're fine. But the point is, is that we have to consciously every single day resist the, the, the daily habits that, we're, that are destroying our life or that that are deconstructive and focus on the constructive habits consciously first so they become habituated into our daily patterns so eventually those upgrades become natural and then we go on to the next upgrade so for your audience out there Tom I can I can tell you that whatever adversity you're going through whatever dark place you're in those are the very impetuses or those are the very triggers to your next upgrade and it's life universe God saying to you here, it's time to grow. It's time to go to the next level, right? And I just use 2.0 because I think in today's world with technology that, you know, it's a great way to kind of get people, oh, upgrading human stuff. I can upgrade my computer. Why not upgrade my brain, my body, my world, my life? Amen. Ooh, now you got me excited here. I, like I, go, <laughs> I got to go out and sell something to somebody. Something. <laughs> That's good. Amazing, amazing. So uh, uh, just... Right, actually, before this call, I was on a video one-on-one -on -one with a very, very world-renowned speaker, and yeah. so he was talking about some of the people he shared the stage with, and you know, research yeah. they've done on their courses and others, and you know, they asked people. He asked people, start asking people, okay, uh, from this event that you remember me from years ago, where I shared the stage with some big people what do you remember or what are you using today what did you implement from that day and so often somewhat sadly the answer is often nothing yeah so let's yeah. get to strategies when you speak you uh, not necessarily my purpose all the time mine is just to remind people how blessed they are but when you speak or teach, what are the strategies you teach that influence people, not just influence them to, but causes them to create change right there in the moment and the long term? Because that's where the rubber hits the road. Yeah, if yeah. you're listening to a good person tell a good story, excellent. A lot of fun and you can get value from that and maybe they're funny, but what do you teach strategy-wise that helps someone in the seat take go from where they are and change right in their seat before they leave and apply long-term to change their life? Yeah, see, that's, that's, a, 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 like, see, that's, that's, I think, the key to uh, a great speaker, a great uh, educator, a great teacher, where they can teach what they are, are, are well, teach on stage, but I think the most important, what I found going to summers, the things that really resonated with me is when I engaged 
in an experience with the speaker where it was very interactive, um, engaging. What I love about Tony Robbins' work is engaging your physiology while you're in state. So you're not just thinking about it, but your body is vibrating with the wisdom that that speaker is actually teaching. So rather than just sitting kind of passively and listening to the speaker, you're engaging your physiology. You're excited where you're at a peak state. You're at a peak level of, of mindset, of physiology, oxygen being percolating through your body. Where you're in that peak state, you then tie that peak state to the, that information. So it's not just sort of a passive thought in your mind, but it is, it, is, it is a present moment physiological action that's happening the moment where it's basically seared into your physiology. So you go home, not just, not just thinking about it, but you're feeling it and, and you're emotionalizing at a deep level. So one of the things that I, I, at the most basic level, if, if I could maybe promote to your, your, your audience, is that come up with a physiological strategy every single morning of gratitude where you're not just saying I'm grateful for this, but you're really getting emotional about it where your body is feeling the gratitude, feeling the, the gratefulness, feeling the appreciation, feeling the joy, feeling the strength and the courage percolating and circulating through your body so that when, when, when it comes time for your first challenge in the morning, you're at a peak state. So you, you, if you condition those states, those emotional states, those physiological states on a daily basis, trust me, that alone is going to uh, amp up your focus, amp, amp up your inspiration, amp up your, your drive, amp up your sort of follow through whatever actions or goals you're after. If you don't do that, you know what? You're going to be a victim of whatever circumstance you're in rather than being the, the, the driver in your driver's seat towards whatever vision or goal you're after. That's, that to me is, is very important. Now, the second thing I, if I were to ask in terms of strategies that I use is that I love what Thomas Edison said. You know, he talked about how, you know, um, genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. So, but you got to still have that inspiration. So I feel like um, my whole purpose each time is to inspire people first and then go to the tools and strategies. Because you know what? You know as well as I do, Tom, you can have all the strategies in the world about, you know, let's say weight loss, but I mean, we have billions of ways to lose weight, but there's no people that are inspired by something. So you got to have the inspiration with the strategies and tools, no doubt. So I'm always about inspiring people through stories, through uh, my own experience, through through biographies and, and telling people about certain stories or whatever it might be and getting people to engage people with my voice, the power of language and not just going up there and talking, but speaking my truth with such conviction and intensity that it really sears and pierces people's mindset, subconscious mind. So they, so they leave there feeling not just physically better, but mentally, emotionally, fully aligned, integrated, so that when they go home, they're ready to go. So that, and again, that's my, and that's a sort of my sort of teaching method. And, and in terms of long-term, daily rituals. And I'm sure you have a morning thing, just like you said, you read your, your goals or whatever that thing, that mission statement every single morning before you go to sleep. And it's, it's consistent. Consistency is the key. Exactly. Exactly. And, and as you said, when you program the triggers, as you program them, eventually they're programmed. They're automatic. Yes, yes. People yeah. often, always frequently comment on my positive mental attitude. People yeah. call me Mr. BMA. It's years <laughs> of training. It's years of interviewing people who are way worse off, doing way better off, and reading yeah. about people like that, that automatically, if 
something negative comes up or someone mentions something, an adversity, automatically my brain goes to the positive part of it and how it's a good thing and how it can be a good thing and and it's like it's confusing to a lot of people. Like, wow, yeah, yeah. I never, th- well, I never thought of that. Yeah, there is a positive in that. And, yeah, well, I, it yeah. does not even Amazing. consider the negative. I just like go sure, on to sure. something positive. Sure, sure. I mean, I was coaching. I was coaching a woman yesterday, and and she was talking. I mean, she's going through a tough time. She just uh, I won't I won't tell her name, but basically, she lost her daughter, and it was, I mean, that's probably one of the worst things you can go through is losing your child, right? And um. And I said to her, if, 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 you don't have to do this now because obviously you're going through the process of grief and, and getting over. That's tough. That's a long, many days, many years, many weeks of, of struggle and asking the question. But here's, here's some food for thought. Rather than focus on what you've lost, focus on what you can gain from this so that when the next triumph or next you know, trial happens when a friend loses a child, that could be your experience that could be gained so that you can then help other people that can you know, write a book on it and help other people that have lost children. And perhaps that could be your way of gaining uh, rather than focusing on the loss and, and then teaching that and inspiring other people uh, through your example. So, yeah. Right. I know a friend just like that. Tom Sutter in Chicago, Cal's Angels, son died of leukemia, painfully, 13 years old, I believe. Wow. And now he's raised millions of dollars for yeah. pediatric cancer and and making a tremendous, huge difference yeah. because yeah. of it. So he, he wrote a book, uh, Bitter or Better. You can choose to, uh, or you can choose to get better. And so, Good. so powerful. So uh, uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation teaches their 17 principles of success. The first four are in order of importance. The number one is definiteness of purpose. And yeah. so when I created mine, I kind of worked backwards to create my daily lifelong purpose, definite purpose. And I started by thinking of my legacy. What are people going to say at my funeral? And actually one of my goals, I often say it to my wife and maybe a little selfish, but I want to live a life that I, and we have a big church, that that church is packed. I want to impact people enough that they say, I owe it to Tom to go to his funeral. And I want to, I, so I sat down and I think, what are these people? What do I want these people saying about me? And so when I create, then I created my legacy. Here's my legacy I want to build. And then from there, I could create my definite purpose. And so how do you want to be remembered? Uh, when I'm there, uh, well, I'm older than you, but if I'm yep. there and I'm talking about Anthony, <laughs> well, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want the conversation to be about? Oh, man. I mean, there's so, there's, I mean, you could, I guess what it comes down to for me is just someone who was a conduit, uh, a special antenna for communicating love, uh, purpose, um, and a feeling that this guy was sincere 
uh, genuine in his, in his in his approach in his journey to help as many people as possible. And I think that's like for me, uh, I think the greatest compliment I get on a consistent basis. And I really feel like this is the greatest gift that people give me in terms of testimony is that um, I was on a podcast one time and someone contacted me uh, after and said, the reason why I'm contacted you, I, I was on the podcast and um, I listened to you, I watched you on video. And the one thing that resonated with me was this guy is sincere and genuine when he's talking. He's he's not blowing smoke up anyone's butt. He's he's real. He has a real sincere, genuine wantingness, desire to want to help people. And that to me, I, I guess if you were to just sum up on one word, genuine, genuine in his passion and his purpose and his words, lived with integrity, lived with character, um, and didn't let the the, the trials of life. Uh, dictate who he was going to become, who I'm going to become, or what he was going to do. And it's, it's as I, one of my spiritual teachers said to me, Anthony, it's not the wound itself. It's what you do with the wound. What are you going to do with the wound? Right. And, um, and so, yeah, just sincere and, gen- and genuine in his, in his quest to make the world a bit, a bit better. Amen. Amen. Now, silly me, we got all this way. We haven't even given out your website and you better spell it out. because not everyone knows how to pronounce uh, right out. <laughs> Yeah, so my my website is anthonycheam.com. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I have a TED Talk. Again, go to YouTube. Uh, just type in Y-O-U 2, uh, 2.0 uh, TED Talk, and you'll see my TED Talk. And I'd love to hear from you either through email or through a message through Facebook or any of the social media platforms. Um, but, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a lot of projects ahead. I mean, in terms of my ABCs of Life book, um, U2.0, Body 2.0, I'm working on a couple online courses as well. Um, some live events, uh, weekend events as well, just to uh, teach a lot of the things that I, I very feel very passionate about. And um, I hope to hear from you. And again, it's it's one of these things that um, I'm going to continue to grow and continue to contrib- contribute as much as Anthony as possible. And I want to I, I leave it at this there, Tom, if I may, that um, one of my favorite sayings was, you know, when I, when I meet my creator, whoever he or she may be, uh, I, I want to be able to look at essence that divinity in the face and say i have no more gifts talents or purpose left i use them all and so i say that to your audience use up as much as you can of yourself and what you've been given and blessed with and um, make the world better right and everybody team c-h-e-a-m so anthony c-h-e-a-m dot com and uh, look up that ted talk as well u 2.0 ted talk uh powerful i watched it very very well done exciting and so thank you so much for your time today anthony you're truly uh living out your purpose and helping others to do the same and in the end that's what you'll be remembered for rather than how an amazing person such an amazing person you are except your kids and wife will remember but uh if you help other people change and discover their why they were created and what their purpose is that is a legacy that will outlive you and people might not even remember your name in the next generation of those people, but you'll have impacted a ton of people. Thank you, Tom, for the opportunity for today. Mm -hmm. You're doing amazing things and uh, I appreciate you on such a deep level, man. God bless you, my friend. Have an amazing day. Take care. You too. All right. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, 
email tom at tomtootall.com for details.